It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Uh, Monday night, we sat down at Quaker Steak and Luke. We could literally throw a chicken wing over to, over to well, not literally, but we can get <laughs> it close. Do that. Uh, over to Joe's Carding, sitting down at Quaker Steak and Lube. And Dirk, I, I saw this deal last week when we recorded the special episode with Bobby Lincoln to talk about the Dawson County Raceway uh, ordeal. And uh, I, I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, well, that absolutely makes 100% sense. Uh, I need to take advantage of this. It's obviously the season to give with it being the holiday season. Gift card specials are really uh, are big right now. So here's what Quaker Steak and Lube is doing. And I, I mean, this is, I've never seen a deal like this before, uh, especially with Quaker Steak. But buy $50 in gift cards, you get $10 for yourself. So buy a $50 gift card, you get a $10 gift card. But where they're throwing a little extra on top of it is that you also get a 20% off coupon Good for the month of January. Mm. Now, you can stack this deal, buy $100 worth of gift cards, get $20 for yourself, get two 20% off coupons for the month of January, and you get to pick two sauces from their front entrance where you can go home, make your own wings, pour that sauce on top of it. I like to put some of the sauce on a little bit of a salad. Those sauces go a long ways in the kitchen, and you can take full advantage of that. So uh, take advantage of the Quaker Steak and Lube gift card deal. Oh, Buy 50, get 10, plus a 20% off coupon for good for the month of January. Buy 100, get 20, plus two 20% off coupons in the month of January. Yeah, see, I've already mastered the thing. I buy the $50 one for myself, and I give the $10 one away. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> actually a... <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that idea. Sarah said to me, she goes, are you going to buy that deal? And I said, yeah. She goes, who are you going to give the gift card to? And I go, nobody. I'm taking the money. <laughs> I spend enough money down there. I'm taking the $100. It is a gift from her to her. Yeah, I'm taking the $120 and the two 20% off coupons, and we're going to be eating like kings in January at Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh, get on down to Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh, buy those per babies in person, and uh, those uh, gift cards are absolutely fantastic. So big thanks to those guys for continuing to support the front stretch. And thanks to those guys for uh, letting us come down uh, throughout the last couple of weeks and months and letting us do all these track champion interviews. I mean, I got two pages here of all the different interviews that we've done, and it's been a busy couple of weeks, Dirk. Yes, sir. Uh, we've done... Shelby uh, County, well... We've done Crawford County. Yep. Uh, Adams County, Eagle. Oh, I think we did, I think, seven with Eagle because we yep. did Roger. Yep. I think we did five with Adams County. That's 12. Yep. We did one, two, three, four, I think five with Beatrice because we did the Tommy Denton. Mm -hmm. So now we're at 17. We ended up with uh, one, two, three at Crawford County. So we're at 20. We ended up with one, two from Shelby County or just one? Just one right now. So we're at 21. We did... Rookie of the Year and two Sprint Car Champions. That's at 24. Mm -hmm. It's been busy. I remember one year uh, we had the goal of doing over 100 interviews in the year. Because uh, we, when we had the show and we had two interview segments 
on the radio, doable number. All we had to do was just two of them out of 52 weeks should be over 100 interviews. Uh, I think the next year is uh, things kind of came off the rails with COVID and all the stuff that's happened. And, and, but I, I think we're getting back on track. We're definitely doing a lot of interviews these years. Well, and we'll get another 20 probably done there at the auto show yeah. coming up in March, which will be right about the time these are running out. Absolutely. Uh, wanted to get uh, Anthony Ainsley on the show. Once again, thanks a lot for you and Lydia coming down to Quaker Steak and Lube and, and supporting the front stretch and Quaker Steak. Uh, wanted to get you on to talk a little bit. You uh, got to go down to the Dome this weekend, this yep. past weekend, and uh, enjoy a little bit of dirt racing inside. Yep, absolutely. Of course, Lydia and I got to go down to the uh, – Seventh running of the Castrol Gateway Dirt Nationals. What a great show. Uh, they broke the car count record for late models. Get this, 127 late models My God. made the trip out there. And on top of that, 58 modifieds were invited uh, to race for three days at the Dome. Half the field would run on Thursday, half the field run on Friday. And in the uh, two qualifying features on both nights, the top three finishers in the late model and the modified features would automatically lock in to that main event, uh, 10,000 to win for modifieds on Saturday night, and then 30,000 for the late models, and it was just nothing short of excitement. I gotta say, kudos to um, uh, to the to the uh, track crew down there at the Dome, uh, the Gundaker family who normally uh, do the track prep at Tri-City Speedway in uh, Pontoon Beach, Illinois. Uh, they've been building that, that fifth mile at the Dome. Oh my gosh, the track, smoothest it has ever been. Thankfully, it's been it saved a lot of wear and tear on these cars that were going down there. And I tell you what, the racing, nevertheless, despite the the little bit lack of character that the track is known for, the racing was off, uh, just just completely amazing. We had yeah. great slide jobs, multiple lanes all three nights. Got a little bit dusty on the dusty side on the Thursday night, but, hey, that's the opening night. You know, people are st they're still learning on how to get that track right. But, uh, man, it was just nonstop action everywhere you look. And we had some at the end of the week. We had a couple of new prelim winners, and we got two new champions of the Gateway Dirt Nationals. And a whole bunch of tore-up cars. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> not as many as uh, in previous years. Well, yeah. don't, well then don't talk to Hudson O'Neill about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he was well, the first. got like a half a <laughs> he, lap. He was the first casualty. He, yeah. yeah, I mean, he knocked a... He, he knocked uh, the spoiler First off. First or second lap. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, then, it was just high laps. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I forgot which driver it was. Destroyed I know, it. I know uh, one of the one of the late model guys ended up uh, punching a hole through the cake through through the Kench fence and. Uh, yeah, I heard they had one. to fix the fence several times. Yeah, I mean, Jake Tim got hung up there. He was he was in a tight battle uh, in the uh, in the B feature. Either you make the last spot in the A or you have to uh, run the win in your in race. Jake Tim narrowly, like, while riding About the three, wall. Four inches he while won that riding race. the wall, made it in, but then destroyed his car in the process. Another guy who was. Well, did uh, he pull a watermelon move? A oh, waterman no, move? No, no, no. This was like a low. Down the straightaway. He, oh, okay. he tried to do his best Logan CV impression and climb the fence. He came back down, but then destroyed the turn one fence. Uh, Chase Allen, another modified guy who had to be a favorite in that weekend, unfortunately, uh, got his car caught in the fence on Friday night. Unfortunately, was wasn't able to come back. But uh, I think one of the main storylines from the late model sides, the defend the uh, the former champions of the race. They had trouble making yeah. this feature, including, you know, the big one, of course, being Bobby Pierce failed to make the A, could not get a provisional as well. 
I mean, he was in prime um, position to uh, punch his way, to run his way in, but then unfortunately uh, broke and got caught up in a pileup. Tyler Carpenter, mm -hmm. though, he did make it in, but had trouble in his prelim night. Uh, broke the rear end in his prelim feature, was out early. And then uh, Tyler Erb, another guy who had to start deep in the field because he had trouble on his prelim night, uh, had to rely on the champion's provisional. But what a show he put on on Saturday night. Started dead last, 20th on a fifth mile oval and in 40 laps with only two cautions in that race, ran from 20th to 6th on wow. a fifth mile. And he's showing you why he's one of the top late model guys. But uh, – Man, oh man! I mean, what okay. about some of the locals? How uh, would we have down there for local support? I know oh. I saw Jordan Grabowski yes. won in the modified on Friday night, but yeah, that was that was that the was about it. that was probably the feel good moment for for a lot of the local guys. Jordan Grabowski, I mean, he was in a, an absolute dogfight of a race on Friday night. And, I mean, and just the talent that he was up against on that Friday feature. Uh, Drake Troutman, an 18-year-old uh, sensation out of Pennsylvania who's been really making his name. He won his prelim night last year and, of course, would go on to eventually win the whole thing on Saturday night. Troutman was in that feature. Then you got Mike Harrison, the most decorated UMP modified driver in history. We have over 600 feature wins. We have eight UMP national championships. And if that wasn't enough, Kyle Steffens was in and out of the top three as well. Uh, Stefan's uh, not a slouch when it comes to modified racing. Also has uh, the last couple of years running with the USAC Silver Crown Series. So Grabowski definitely had the uh, had the odds stacked against him. And it was a little bit tougher on Saturday night, especially with uh, Ricky Thornton Jr. Uh, drawing the pole uh, for Saturday's A-Main. Jordan, I believe, had to start back in third. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was just tough competition everywhere you looked on the modified side, and same goes for the late models. Do you think Bone, he had any fun? Bonehead of the Week award went to Fetgers for trying to <laughs> run over Carson Hokover or trying to run through him. <laughs> Fager, yeah. Through the uh, driver's door. Unfortunately, you think he got the wrong guy as well. I mean, uh, I know. didn't see the replay of what happened. All I, mean, I know is I saw him hitting – you know, Carson, oh, I'm like, uh, what Car is he Car doing? Carson was literally between a rock and a hard place. I know that was the talk of the uh, of the show on Thursday night on, on a restart in the heat race. I mean, Jason Fager was leading. Carson Hosevar, of course, tried to get the drop on him, and Fager tried to come down and, you know, keep the line blocked. But uh, – yeah, it was a tough it was a tough deal. I know Jason had a good run on Saturday night, but unfortunately wasn't able to make the feature. Uh, same goes for Carson Hosovar. He was in prime position to transfer. Unfortunately, he broke down late in his uh, last chance qualifier. But uh, I, knowing those two, I'm hoping they'll be back for next year's Gateway Dirt Nationals, and they should be heavy favorites. As one of well. the one of the big criticisms of the Dirt Nationals for the last couple of years has been the track. A uh, little yeah. too rough, a little too bumpy. It would chip up pretty easily. You feel like they got that fixed? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this this was easily the smoothest that this track has probably ever been in the mm -hmm. seven-year history of this race. And uh, I'm, I'm really thankful that the guys really uh, came together. They said they brought some different minerals to uh, put in, I think, to either spray on the track or put in the water supply there. Plus, they had a, a couple of different vehicles to help pack the track a little differently. And uh, I think that has made a world of difference. It was nice and smooth. We saw sliders um, left and right. We had a lot of good racing. Like I said, there weren't cars just – there were a couple of spots here and there where cars, you know, would, would get upset halfway through the corner or they would bounce off the tr – on the uh, – get all four wheels. Yeah, I mean, that, that happens. I mean, that's that's what bit Carpenter in, the, in his prelim. But uh, 
I mean, Brandon Shepard hit that a couple times in the feature. Ricky Thornton, I think, caught a bit of it here and there. Jason Baker, I think, may have caught a, a bump here or there. But it, it was a world of difference, like nowhere near as many big ruts or, or anything. Not like, not like the ruts you would see on a Supercross track. Uh, that is that we've seen in the in the dome the last couple of years, yeah. but what a smooth surface they had this year. As we say, I went 17. The track was fairly smooth. I just mm. I just remember going up and getting into the stands finally, and I sat down, kind of the turn one corner, but right. I was in the bottom section. Okay. And after like one heat race, or after every heat race, I had to get up and shake myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing with the dome. That dirt is very powdery and oh. it's extremely dusty, but. Man, it's it's uh, they're, they're still working it out, and uh, like I said, the the track crew did an excellent job keeping that surface, and they kept adding more and more water each day. Like the Thursday was pretty dusty. Friday they added more water to it. The the track got racier, little choppier, and then Saturday they added more water than they ever had before. Again, track got slightly choppier, but uh, it wasn't very much, and these drivers were able to use every last inch of that racetrack. How many awesome. uh, how many races did they run each time they worked the track? That year I was there, they'd run three. I, I'm thinking three races, they, they worked the track, and they said part of that was to keep the fumes down. A part of that was, and you know, and now they were able to run. I think Thursday night they were able to run just about all the heat race. I think they ran about six heat races in the late models. I think ran, uh, then did a quick session, ran the the four modified heats, and then a, then two late model Bs, and I think the modified B. Then they came out and they worked the track each night. They worked the track right before the features to give them a nice fresh surface. They did that every single night, and uh, it, it did make a good difference. And nevertheless, we had guys use the bottom lane. It, you know, after it took rubber, you had to be nice and smooth on that low side, but then everyone was just banging it off the top. I mean, you, the cushion, you know, it was like I-80 or like Eldora. It was on the wall. Yeah. You, you know, you, if you weren't, if you weren't going to risk ripping some sheet metal off, you weren't high enough. I mean, <laughs> you had to be on the wall to try to get it. It's such a pencil-thin line. Well, you've got a couple of days off before, uh, I assume you're working the Nebraska Kart Shootout this year? Yes, I will be. And, uh, like it was, and yeah, that'll be a fun time. I think we're going to add a few more uh, uh, divisions to that to that one this year. It's uh, actually not going to bleed over into the uh, incoming year. So, like, the final night is going to be on New Year's Eve on that mm. Sunday. So it will literally be the last race of the year. But uh, just, you know, before we get going, of course, got to got to congratulate the the two new champions mm. of the uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals. Of course, uh, Brandon Shepard. Of course, uh, when it's been, I know it was it wasn't quite the uh, most dominating season that we've seen Brandon have, but he's gotten a few crown jewel wins. You know, won the Silver Dollar Nationals up at Houston's this year, uh, uh, lasting uh, outlasting Bobby Pierce out there at Houston's. Of course, won that Thriller at Eldora for the Dirt Track. World Championship held off Hudson O'Neill on the last lap to win that race and then you know led every lap of the Gateway Dirt Nationals but man it was it was not a dominating effort for sure because Ricky Thornton was uh, just keeping on chopping into that lead in the last couple of laps when lap traffic became a factor Ricky tried the slide job in turn one coming on the last lap but just came up a bit short but Brandon Shepard uh, are now fifth different Gateway Dirt Nationals champion on the late model side. Modifieds, what, I mean, what can you say? 
as of now, seven Gateway Dirt Nationals in the books, seven different winners. There has been no repeat. It all looked like Ricky Thornton was going to win and become the first repeat champion, but a drive shaft took him out. I like, I was, everyone was like completely at a loss for words uh, when we saw Ricky uh, come off the pace and drop to the infield. I mean, we, we didn't realize what happened there, yeah. but uh, but it was a great battle right at the end. Drake Troutman, this 18-year-old who's getting into super late model action, uh, has got four late model wins on top of 15 modified wins this year. Held, holds off the legend in Mike Harrison, who kept just pounding that outside cushion for all it was worth. Tried everything he could, but Troutman somehow found the upper hand each and every time. And again, a big congratulations to Drake Troutman, I believe. Uh, I think made history as the youngest Gateway Dirt Nationals champion at just 18 years of age. It's um, a young gun. Uh, yeah, and to hold off the likes of Mike Harrison and Jordan Grabowski along with Ricky Thornton Jr. to do it. I mean, that, that says a lot about what this young man is capable of doing uh, behind the wheel of a modified. And I hope he continues to uh, uh, continue his uh, success in the modifieds, and hopefully that will bleed over to the late model division. Good deal. All right, uh, busy couple of days for you. Like I mentioned, the Nebraska Cart Shootout coming yep. up. Uh, December 27th, 28th, uh, 29th. No, I got those dates 29th, wrong. 29th, 30th, and 31st. Thank you. Uh, registration is available on uh, my race pass and uh, get set up for that. It's going to be a busy couple of days. Do you know if that's going to be broadcast at all? I, I believe Dirt Crown TV is going to be on board with us. Cool. I think that's what... At least that's what I saw on their schedule when it first came out. But, uh, yeah, it'll be, it's be good to see. And, uh, of course, the, the cart shootout's always been a, a, a favorite event for many people. And uh, hopefully we'll have another great field of, of carts that came out. Of course, we had, a, a, I believe, a record turnout at the Turkey Chase over Thanksgiving weekend. Hopefully we can have another, uh, hopefully a record turnout at the cart shootout as well. You know, before we get into the banquet season, before we uh, get a few more swap meets. And, of course, before then, you know, we'll – like we said, we'll get the swap meets in. We'll get a few of those. Uh, I believe. Are you guys still planning on doing some interviews at the Columbus swap meet? Um, up in the air right now. Yeah, up it's, in the air. it's not. It's just that we don't have any room for any more right. interviews. <laughs> right. We've done so many down the quicker stake and lube that we, if we started, whatever we did at the uh, at the uh, uh, Columbus swap meet. Would wouldn't air till April. True. And and we want to. So that. we'll we'll probably be there. We're definitely going to reach out to those guys about promoting. Nice. It. So. That'll be good. I, I know I, I got to join last year, and, uh, mm -hmm. of course, before we know it, World of Wheels is on. I know, I know Stu Snyder gave me some uh, grief about getting a headset out there. <laughs> yep. uh, might have to bring an extra one for when we uh, get over to the, uh, to the CenturyLink Center. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, all right, let's move over to some headlines. Uh, Dirk, we don't have a lot to talk about. Um, probably the biggest news that's happened since we last talked is that uh, Ryan Blaney decided – uh, to propose to his longtime girlfriend, uh, it, they are now uh, set to be engaged. So she did say yes. On 12-12. There or you number go. 12. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that part of it. Um, and then uh, Alex Bowman has said that uh, he plans on scaling back his non-NASCAR uh, commitments in 2024, said that he will not be any winged sprint cars for the foreseeable future. I made the decision and ran it by management, and they reinforced that decision, uh, which, you know, we, we've kind of talked about this a little bit. It, it's awesome when those Cup Series guys or uh, a big national touring guys come and race dirt, and, and you get to experience that excitement and their talent level. 
but it comes at a cost of those guys. Yeah. And like Alex said, he's missed 10 races in the last two seasons because of injuries he's sustained. Uh, and his commitment level needs to be with Ally and Hendrick Motorsports uh, in that Cup Series level. But God, I hope they, I hope they don't take that sprint car off the tour this year because uh, that was a good uh, door that Jake Swanson had because he ran that at a number of uh, of high limit races as well as uh, World of Outlaws events this year. So I'm I'm hoping even though Alex may not be in the driver's seat of that car, please do not take that off the sprint car tour. I mean yeah. that could be a serious life changing opportunity for one of these drivers to uh, get into the wing series, and you, you never know when the next superstar could step through. Yeah, and, and Dirk, we've seen this before with. You've talked about it with Carl Edwards when he came and he was racing at IED Speedway every once in a while and uh, broke his thumb. Missed, I think, the last couple of races of the season or, or somewhere in there? No, he was, uh, he was in the championship hunt, uh, but he wore a, uh, a specially made cast and had a specially molded steering wheel. Wow. So uh, he could hold it. Or, but, but promptly after that, he was informed that he would be no, doing no more extracurricular activities. Well, they cut it down, um, but... I mean, it was just, you know, we've got X amount of million dollars on yeah. the line with our sponsors and everything else counting on you to be at that racetrack in that cup car every Sunday. So some of the stuff you're doing out there on the side is going to have to disappear. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like that or like that incident with uh, Tony Stewart at Oskaloosa a few years ago mm -hmm. when he, uh, I, I believe, broke his leg in, in a rack over there, I think, during the front row challenge at Oski. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and we've seen uh, Chase Elliott with uh, his snowboarding injury. Snowboarding. Missed yeah. a bunch of races this year. So it's these – there's a lot of responsibility that comes with these massive contracts. It's not just uh, make sure you can, you can race. Uh, it, we expect you to be at your top level while racing. It's also we expect you to be at the race. Right. Uh, stuff happens, but if you can prevent it, we need to work on preventing it. And I think we're kind of seeing that retraction just a little bit. Well, I mean, Chase could be out, you know, right now. You know, getting his old snowboarding in. If he breaks his leg, then he's still going to be healed up for February. Yeah. You know, he just got to kind of justify when you're going to do all that. Um, another piece of news is somebody that we've talked to and was a, a fairly decent interview and it seems a decent guy is Ty Dillon will be in the 16 cup car next year. Oh, for nice. Colleg Racing. That, that could be an interesting one. That could swing a couple of different ways. I, I, I only see it swinging one way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, they, uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully out of his brother's shadow. Yeah. Maybe. But it, good for him. I, I did enjoy talking to him. He, yeah. he seemed like a very intelligent, down-to-earth kind of a guy. And, and those are the guys that we always like him talking with. Yeah, I mean, he gave me a few minutes. I always, you know, I always try and go hunt those guys down and meet them at the track the following week. And he gave me a few minutes. We had a nice talk. Uh, but, you know, I just – don't know if he literally has the talent to be in the Cup Series. Yeah. You know, he hasn't won a race yet. I, I know he's got a couple top tens, I think, in his five or six years up there. May have a stage win here well, and there. His, but, his journey was a little bit kind of uh, perplexing, I think, would be the word I would say, because you would expected him to move over to RCR when a seat became available, but – that never really materialized, and it, and it seemed like it was on his own doing. He was, he was with a team, and when a seat was available, he recommitted to that team instead of moving over to his grandpa's operation. Well, I think he got tired of everybody bashing him for that. Probably, maybe. That may be it. Yeah. But uh, um, A.J. wanted to go back down to the Xfinity. A A.J. wants a series championship. 
wherever the, it's from. He's hey, definitely he's definitely got the driving capabilities to do that, and of course he's been and colleague definitely has got plenty of resources to uh, put him yeah. in a championship uh, position. I think. Well, I don't know if they got all those laws. <laughs> we'll see. Out. I mean, they he was could, getting sued by a whole bunch of his subcontractors for putting in his uh, leafless gutter system or whatever he you know, uh, sells. And I mean, it's a, from what I understand, it's a great product and everything, but got to pay your help when they put yeah. it in for you. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know where all that stuff actively sits, but. AJ, he's got the skill, and I mean, um, it's still tough to win a, a championship in that Xfinity series. It is, yeah. You know, uh, but he's, I don't think Colleg's been around enough, and I don't think Colleg has the personnel uh, calling the decisions, therefore engineers, crew chiefs, etc. In the cup side, with the way the car keeps changing. Yeah. You know, we come to well, the new not, car, they're changing a little bit not, again this year. Not to mention they're expanding and, you know, giving uh, Shane Van Gisbergen a, uh, a ride through the Xfinity Series this year as well. I mean, that was, that was pretty interesting to see. And we'll see. Yeah, that's, uh, that's on somebody else's dollar, though. Yeah, it's, so it's kind of like it's, it's almost like a Wood Brothers thing. It's like is it, it's still technically colleague, though, right? It is. Well, but it's, it's colleague, but it's, kind of, uh, it's a track house. Checkbook that's writing all yeah, those checks. So they don't have an Xfinity it's, Series program. It's kind of like a Woods Brothers deal. Like you know, they're the car is almost ten, almost a technically a Pe Penske, Penske, but it's out, but it's just outside of the uh, the Penske. It's kind of a, in a Penske satellite. Yeah. So this is kind of in a in a colleague satellite sort of thing. Well, good good for those two. Uh, one last thing I wanted to get to, unless you guys got anything else, uh, Dirk. This is kind of a fun one. I, I pulled up as we were getting ready for the show tonight. Um, NASCAR by the numbers. Uh, building speed put together some numbers for the 2023 race season, and I kind of want to run these guys, run some of these by you. There was a scheduled 9,352 laps for the 2023 season. Mm -hmm. Can you guess how many laps we ran? 93,000 scheduled. 9,352 laps. 9,352. I want to – I'll say we, we – did we break 9,000? Yep. I was going to say I thought we would because there wasn't a whole lot of uh, rain short and stuff. And with your overtimes and stuff, I'll bet we probably went a few miles over. I bet we went to overtime. Didn't, Anthony? Didn't the Chicago, the Chicago Street race got shortened, didn't it? Oh, wait. That was the Xfinity race that got shortened. Yeah. Um, I'd say, oh, 92.78. I got to give it to my co-host. We ran 9,375 laps. NASCAR fans got an extra 23 laps on overtime. the season. There you go. So we went into overtime. <laughs> those overtimes would do it. Of the drivers, who do you think ran the most of those laps? Well, it wasn't Ty Dillon because I think he had the most <laughs> in house. Yikes. <laughs> oh, uh, I know Noah Gregson let, uh, had the first half of them at least. Um, he didn't even run the whole season. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, Michael McDowell. Clo uh, no. Uh, no. What, it, oh. no? Uh, who, who ran the most? Who completed yeah. the most who laps? Who ran the most laps Ooh. in the 2023 Cup season? Good question. Um, let's see. I'll throw Brad Keselowski. Nope. Chris Busher ran close. 9,225 laps, 98.4%. Nice. Kevin Harvick ran 98.3%, and Bubba Wallace was third with 98.0. Hey, keep, those, keep the nose clean at least. Only two full-time Cup Series drivers ran less than 90%, Daniel Suarez and? 
Uh, Austin Dillon. Ty Dillon. Or Ty, Ty Dillon. Dillon. Ty Dillon. <laughs> it was one of them. 64 total drivers ran a Cup Series race in 2023. 11 drivers uh, popped in for a single race. Coca-Cola 600 was the longest race of the year, running four hours, 58 minutes, and 50 seconds. Oh. That did not include the red flag breaks. Uh, Bristol Dirt Race, however, takes the record for the least efficient. Drivers spent an average of two hours to run <laughs> every 100 miles. The race itself was 133 miles, thankfully. Yeah. There was another one. Oh, cautions. There were 500, or excuse me, 252 cautions in the season, accounting for 14.7% of the laps ran. Did those count, as, those count the stage breaks too? Yep. Okay. Those are caution laps. Well, uh, there, it, there were some of them that we didn't have stage breaks for a while in the road courses. True. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The first five, I think, of the year or something like that. And that may be why. There is a significant drop from last year, which there was 302 caution laps ran. So we dropped, what, 50 laps? Mm, yeah, I was going to say 30. Well, we would have dropped about 35 because I think, well, the road courses only end up with about yeah. four or five laps of caution on the stage because mm -hmm. they're so long where a, a mile and a half track gets seven, eight, or nine, something like that. Last one for you, 2023 season saw a substantial decrease in the number of DNFs relative to 2022. 217 last season, there was 167 in uh, 2022. So Not bad. just a couple of numbers. The one I'm interested, the one that kind of got me the most was the number of laps, total laps ran. That there was 9,300 and some odd promised or scheduled and, and they actually ended up running 23 extra laps. Well, and that's, they just didn't have a whole lot of, you know, um, hell, we're halfway. When's the rain going to start? Yeah, there we wasn't didn't a have big, much of yeah. that this year. Yeah. Uh, Pocono, pretty much. You know, there was a, there <laughs> was a lot of, get rained out. A lot of yeah. racing the day after and, and whatnot. Chicago but. tried, but I think it just made the race even better. Yeah. Yeah, it was a road course. They could run the rain yep. tires and. The great equalizer, they call it. All right, coming up next, uh, in turn number two, we're going to sit down with Jack Underwood. He is our final Onawa Dragway track champion interview. Uh, we're going to take the 26th off. No no show for, uh, for December 26th, next Tuesday. And then we'll be back in the new year. We're going to kick things off with the Williams Brothers Racing. Uh, didn't win a track championship at Onawa, but they are drag racers in the area, and you wanted to get them on. Well, uh, so yeah, absolutely. They, they ran second in a national yeah. division nice. so that, that was they won the championship on in 2022. Nice. So that'll be coming up, turn of the new year. Then we'll have Dustin and Terry from the Omaha Speed Shop on on January 9th. And then we get into our Adams County Speedway Track Champions interviews. Full schedule is posted on the Front Stretch Facebook page. So if you guys want to see that, uh, we have interviews scheduled all the way through the middle of March. And we're going to start working on getting our butts down to the uh, World of Wheels Car Show, uh, which is going to be coming up in, uh, in March also. 8th, so. 9th, and 10th. So if anybody's listening and you know you're going to have your car in at the auto show, give us a holler and let us schedule an interview for you. Um, we usually do some stuff uh, Friday after. No, we don't do anything Friday. Excuse we me. go and set up. Do we go set up Thursday and then come back on Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, is what we've been doing just because of the way our schedule's always worked out. Yeah. But we start right away when they open the doors, usually at like 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. And we'll do an interview. Uh, we'll schedule one every half hour until 6 p.m. Saturday mm -hmm. night. Uh, that's a nice eight-hour day for us. And 
in there somewhere we'll try and schedule out a half hour with nothing and then we come back Sunday morning at 10 and we'll go till about four o'clock on Sunday if we can fill the spots. Absolutely. Uh, it's been a busy year. Uh, I think a good year for us. Uh, we kind of found our footing again with the podcast world and a uh, lot of new stuff that we've been working on and uh, we've got some fun things planned for 2000. 24, so we hope you guys join us. Of course, uh, don't forget to join us uh, in February down at Quaker Steak and Lube for the uh, Daytona 500 party. Anthony, I hope you'll, you and uh, uh, the missus will come down and join us. I think so, as long as there's some good wings to be had and some uh, <laughs> some drinks to throw. I think we'll be good to go. We'll make sure there is. And you could spend some of your gift cards down here that day. That, that, yeah, that's true. And Why uh, not invest for the future? And by that time, I think we'll have uh, all of the touring schedules out. I know a couple of tracks have announced some dates, but we haven't had the full schedules out. But by then, we should definitely have those, and we can uh, run those uh, run those by on the show if you guys want. And uh, just it'll be by that time. I mean, you know, speed weeks will be done for the for some of the touring series, and we'll be we'll be going full bore, and we'll yep. be getting into the busy season. That's going to do it for us in turn number one. Don't forget, guys, get down to Quaker Steak and Lube uh, through the holiday season and uh, take advantage of that gift card sale. It, 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 buy fifty dollars worth of gift cards. Keep it for and, yourself. And keep it for yourself. And then you can also get $10 in gift cards, which you can give to your favorite front stretch host, Dan Taylor. Uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to talk with Jack Underwood about his Ottawa Dragway Track Championship. Anthony, thank you for joining us, but it's always a pleasure talking with you. Hey, anytime. I always love being on the show, and uh, it's, been a, it's been a great privilege to be on the show for, God, how long has it been now? Almost for almost you coming on, or how long the front stretch been uh, going? Or as long as I've been uh, doing interviews here, it's got to be almost ten years. Yeah, it's getting pretty close. Yeah, it's uh, e either way. It's uh, always a pleasure to to be on, guys. It's been fun. All right, we're gonna be back in turn number two. Hang tight. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Tis the season for giving, and why not get a little for yourself while you're at it? Gift cards from Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs are the perfect gift for the food lover in your family. For every $50 in gift cards you buy, you're going to get $10 for yourself. Plus, you get a 20% off coupon good for the month of January. Stop in today and load up on Quaker Steak and Lube gift cards. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube! We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube at Council Bluffs. Online at uh, QuakerSteakandLube.com. That's A-N-D, even though it's an and symbol with the rest of the stuff. But uh, uh, get over to Quaker Steak and Lube. By the way, I learned the other day you could still order online. It's not that they never stopped doing it. It's just that because I live six and a half minutes away from Quaker Steak and Lube. <laughs> I never bothered to order online, but we were getting together with some friends. So uh, we placed an order to pick up in advance, walked in. I mean, literally Sarah was in and out in five minutes, got our order. Uh, Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs. Make sure you go to their website. You can check out their Facebook page for all their events and information. We're continuing our Ottawa Dragway Track Champions interviews, and we're talking with uh, how did you not get into basketball? Uh, I'd say the coach 
I'd probably blame the coach. I blame the coach. I blame the coach because uh, I definitely had the size and the talent. You do. I just didn't realize that I didn't have to be a, a Harlem Globetrotter to make <laughs> two, three million a year. All I had to do was put some body on some people, block some go. shots. Yeah. And, Make some rebounds, and I probably would have been okay. You'd have been all right. I didn't have to shoot or dribble yeah. or nothing. I just nothing. have to go in there and beat people up. Well, I would have like, been good at you it. You could have had a good hook shot, though. <laughs> yeah. I think you could have absolutely. had a good hook shot. Just a little practice. Talking about Jack Underwood, your mod track champion for Ottawa Dragway. What are you, 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six? Six, over 6'9". Wow, I was way off. I like saying 6'10". It sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an inside joke I'm not quite getting? No, 6'10". Okay. Yeah. I'm 6'10". All right. All right. I always, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> how do you fit into a race car? That was one of the first questions Buddy Ray Jones asked Joe Kaziski. Well, I when don't we know. had him on the show. Now, Joe was a little more rotund. It, it depends which Joe Kaziski you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he was a little more rotund at the time, and, and I think Joe's answer was a, a sponsorship from Butterball Turkey. Hmm. <laughs> Shoehorn and Vaseline's how I slip into mine. There you go. Uh, it's a little altered, uh, pretty vintage little piece. Uh, actually, the frame was built year, years ago by a man named Ken Cox. He built top alcohol funny cars for years through the 70s, well, late 60s, 70s, and a little bit into the 80s. So, yeah. uh, and it was a little, it was just a thing I did. Uh, I won't delve too far into my background, but I wanted to chase my dream this time. And... It was something that was going to be affordable, and it was going to be light. It wasn't going to be a big parts breaker. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, a little bit of motor would make it go pretty fast. It's only 1,700 pounds, uh, about 18-something with me in it, I believe, right in there. It's been a minute since I've scaled it, and I've added a few things to it, made it a little heavier. But, uh, yeah, it's just been a dream come true. It's been a, a budget-friendly non-breaking race car really i mean it's uh i've had that motor in it uh since day one in the beginning i paid six hundred dollars for that little small block and uh 10 seasons later or whatever it's been now uh still wow. standard bearing good land. so now you said you didn't want to dive too much into your past i'm interested <laughs> about that well i got a good <laughs> testimony for jesus christ and his his life-saving miraculous uh i give him all the grace uh uh praise and honor and uh, for changing my life. But drag racing and Jesus Christ saved my life. I've, I was a drug addict for several years and uh, decided to do no good for quite a while. And then, thank God, I just thought, well, I better try to finish, try to, you know, finish life strong instead yeah. of just being a self-inflicted idiot for the yeah. rest of my life. I decided to, to, you know, ask for some help from Jesus Christ and apply myself and a uh, short 10 years later, it was only 2010, the last, I've been in prison a couple times, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, it was only 2010 when I got out and chased this, chased this deal, and now I've been, since I started, I was top 10 in points and finally ended up track champion in a couple times. Yeah. Uh, it's just been a, it's been a, I mean, well, my mom was right. Yeah. JJ, you always had what it take to make it, you know. <laughs> I, I hear her now, yeah. finally. Uh, it, how many years and you finally listening? Well, I finally grew up at like 40 years old. Yeah. I'm 54 now. I'm still waiting. I'm 41, so, so maybe one of these years I'll grow up. Uh, it, it, these stories fascinate me. So did, did this come to you in prison, just kind of hanging out and you, and you no, had time to think? Or? I grew up racing when I was a kid with uh, Charles Jacobs and Rich Menarik. They were 
great team through the 60s and 70s into the 80s when they retired and local boys here from cb yeah yeah great just and i was just had the bug from well and like my mom said in the baby books she'd write down stuff your first picture your first words like i did say mama and dad dad first but my first sentence ever put together was see car car <laughs> so i mean i've always just been in love with uh you know that noise and the squealing of tires yeah. and the smell of burnt rubber and I took a hiatus for a few years, and I, I think I regret that because I kind of wonder what I might have been going through my 20s and 30s doing this, you yeah. know, instead of waiting until I was 40 or whatever. But, you know, I've been pretty amazing. I just ain't had time to suck it all in. It's just it's a lot surreal for me going yeah. at a breakneck pace here in life. I own my own business now. I got two properties. I mean, life is good today. Good. What you do you know? do for what's your businesses? Underwood Quality Painting, and I do some handyman work and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, we're at in Council Bluffs? Council Bluffs, Omaha. Do you got Metro. a card on you? Uh, I do have. Not right on me, but. Okay. We, well, when we're done, I, I might need to talk to you. Absolutely. <laughs> He's got I, a garage that's. <laughs> well, it's a lean-to. Yeah, we can it's fix it. It's a garage that leans to the west. We can fix it. So it's, well, and I, I need a, I need a uh, bathroom, too, so we'll talk. But anyways, Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, oh, sorry, so h- how long have you been doing the, the racing deal with uh, driving yourself? I started in, uh, well, I raced a couple years in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after my dad passed away, I tried to chase that dream, but it just wasn't in the cards. I had to go through what I went through to be here today. Did you drag then too? Or yeah, I drove it? and built it and everything. Yeah. That's kind of what I did today uh, with my car, you know, since I've had it. Just kind of uh, built it on my own. Joe, Joe Keneally's a big, big help in putting that thing together. He's a local racer from around here for years, but uh, yeah, I just. Uh, like I say, got into it in about 14 this last time and been doing it every mm-hmm. year since. And I yeah. was top 10 from get-go with uh, some tough any, racers. Ever in a circle track or all straight Well, line? hung around it and been around it a lot, yeah. worked on them a lot, and been with those guys. But And I almost did it, and I thought, man, I don't want to foot that bill. <laughs> and I don't want to be in the garage <laughs> like that either. Yeah, Drag car takes some dedication, but not like – dirt track you're there every night in the garage yeah Yeah, it can be a little bit daunting yes um you said uh been really close every year but uh this is the first year you finally got her done no i actually uh i'm actually the first i'm gonna brag a little bit that's what we're here for two-time track champion at onawa dragway i'm the first one 19 was my first well the track's only been open since 18 so i mean you know what (laughs) so record's a record I track championed in 19, and then again this year, 23. Congratulations, huh? both in the uh, mod class. Yes. Yeah. What are we missing here? What do we? Huh? T- I was gonna say, uh, you know, I mentioned guys like Joe Keneally, and I've known Joe for you know, 35, 40 years or whatever, because him and Mike Shea were tight. Yeah. You know. Tootie. Uh, grew up a couple blocks there, a couple blocks apart, and up Neola. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a lot of talking on the phone about a lot of this stuff. You know, we yeah. went back a few years and, and and ran through these guys, Charlie Jacobs and and Bill and everybody. But uh, when I was working up at Onawa early in the year, there was one of the two races, I think, that I was there for because there was so damn much rain at the beginning of the year this year. But you went back-to-back. You went a first round. Where I, I, if I remember right, you dialed in at 6.01, but I could be wrong. Well, the car ran between 6 and 6.05 all year long. Well, so, except down in Holly Springs. It touched the... 
altitude and stuff, I let it run a little quicker. It was running in the 90s. But. Yeah, you were a very low six, and I want to say six on one. It might even been six flat. But you went four digits. You hit it right on. And you came back the next round and went three zeros with a one. Well, <laughs> back to back. That's incredible. I want to tell, tell you that I don't dial that car. I have a little bit to do with it, and we talk it over. But my better half, uh, Lori Campbell, she's, she's amazing. She, like this year, oh, my goodness, she dialed that car dead yeah. on, dead on. All I had to do was cut a light and drive it. Uh, I mean, of course, keep it running and maintenance it and stuff. But she's back there crunching the numbers. I mean, I don't know. Is she gear, big gearhead then? Uh, yes. Yeah. If she, she's, if she could do that. She's, she's super into it. And she'd rather herself. She wants a mini rod pulling tractor. That's her dream since a little girl. And I mean, but she loves it. And she loves to support me. Mm-hmm. And now that, you know, we've been doing it for a while, she's really getting good at it. She enjoys it more. She's met. All the people we've met there are just, uh, it's just like one big, yeah. great family. I don't know. We just, we've grown a lot together through this drag racing thing in like every way possible. Yeah. It, it helps you out in life even, you know, the, the work ethic it takes and, you know, just the integrity when you're not there too to, I don't know, to, to keep those friends respect yeah. and stuff. Uh, life means something to me today and that drag racing plays big part of it yeah yeah well we've had everybody that's come up here tonight has, has talked about the family yeah with racing and of course he announces at some of the dirt tracks in the area and he's got the circle track stuff i've been through both ends of it but i always tell him that you know and, and he knows it now that i don't care what kind of racing you're doing it's family at the track yeah. everybody it's unbelievable there's something about it i i don't think that it's that family oriented with a lot of other sports if any some of the videos I saw this summer, it sure the hell ain't family-oriented in baseball. <laughs> Little league baseball. I'm not thinking football either, really. You don't yeah. see that, really. I don't know. It's yeah. just you can go down that pit. Seems like everybody's your friend willing to help, you know, always yeah. smiling and waving. And I well, don't know. The thing about football is you see somebody get hurt, a serious injury on the field, and you'll see 75% of them players drop to an knee and say yeah. prayer. And right, take, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to that type of stuff, they do show some, some family there. But yes. it's, it's the little things of, like, uh, 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 I think it was uh, loaning cars, Joe, loaning Joe parts. that came on was talking about he would, he would break something and walk down, and somebody would have the part to fix it. And, and, and that's something I've never seen in any other sport. Now, it's, it's not uh, an opportunity in a lot of those sports. You know, I'm sure if somebody breaks a bat, the other team will lend them a bat. But, right. well, but you hear this bucket. stuff of, like, you blow a transmission, and there's guys pulling transmissions out of the trailer and volunteering it to the guy that could possibly beat them in the championship. Oh, yeah. I, well. I mean, usually help people out that end up beating you, loan them gas or whatever. They're out of gas for the last – and I'm not thinking, well, okay, I just loaned this guy gas. Oh, I must be racing him last. Yeah. <laughs> and then lose to him. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, it's just it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's just a big, big happy, I don't know. It's a lot of work and a lot of discipline. I guess the other racer knows what it takes. They all get it. And when you're they there understand. struggling, they're there to help. You yeah. Know? So other than Anawa, are you running anywhere else on a weekly basis or semi-weekly, like going up to Thunder Valley or Eddyville or anything? Not so much this first Several years. Yeah, I've been so concentrated on not beating on my equipment everywhere else and so focused on these points 
and just staying right in there and making those for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And as I've as I've done it through the years, I've learned, gained a little confidence. It's it's going to last a little longer than what you think. You know, I could probably step out now. Uh, I'm going to be building a new car for next season. It's 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 there almost. Now. I was going to say it ought to be better about half done already. It's pretty so. close, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I really look forward to next season with what the new car brings. I'm going to fit in that car a lot better. I'm going to be a little more comfortable to like. Oh, so you're switching to monster truck? Basically, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> But, yeah, that little altered, man, I can't even get out of it. I don't get out of it in the staging lanes because it takes so long to get in and belt it up that I'm trying to be courteous to the other drivers, you know. So I yeah. sit in there in that August heat, and I mean, oh. in a five-layer suit, and yeah. I'm just sitting in there baking the whole time. It's and a heck of a diet plan. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can just feel the water running down your legs, and oh, they're like sure. a faucet turned on, but... Uh, now with this car, I'm going to be able to kind of be one of the guys. Yeah. I'll be able to get up there and get out. I'm not going to have that big five-layer suit on. It's going to be a little little cooler, you know, and I'll be able just to kind of get up there and, and be part of the, the crowd up there instead of in my car the whole time. I don't know. I just I'm gonna, It's going to bring out a little bit more fun for me, I think. Good. I can't even imagine five layers. I only ever yeah. had to wear three when I was doing my NASCAR deal, but... It was black, and you yeah. know, it was a 110-degree day, and the asphalt's 150, so oh, yeah, it, was, it was toasty. It's brutal. A little bit. Talking mm-hmm. with uh, Jack Underwood, your mod champ at Onawa Dragway. Uh, kind of seems like you're, you're maybe thinking about expanding out a little bit, maybe go try a couple of tracks here and there, maybe in the 2024 season. Yeah, I'd like to kind of – I almost did it this year. I went around a couple different tracks and kind of raced a few races. Uh, they're more prestigious races of the year mm-hmm. in different tracks. I'd, I'd go there and maybe make a few hits next year and try that. But, yeah, just a little more confidence. Like, you know, uh, it's just a lot of work when you do it on your own. You yeah. know, the trailer, the tow rig, the car, everything. Uh, but, you know, the more I do it, it's, it's like, does this stuff got – my tow rig got 20 hours in it well yeah we can make this trip or whatever um i don't know god's been good to me in the, the financial deal too to keep it all rolling and my wife she'll help if need be i don't lean on her though but yeah she's pretty supportive and everything but yeah i'm thinking uh i like the idea of going traveling around a little bit you know i almost thought which i doubt i'm gonna do give up the points and go chasing these big money races and play around with that for a while but I really enjoy this, yeah. this points race and stuff. I really do. Well, there's something about coming home, too. Exactly. Go to a familiar track. You know the procedures, the people. the You just you got a familiarity with it. And then you get to go home after the weekend and yeah. put stuff away. And it ain't so far of a drive. You know, I don't know. I enjoy it. Just there is limitations a guy puts on himself, I guess, you know. Kind of nice to get up there every day before you leave the track and get your picture taken and uh, – you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky, you get your picture taken. How many wins you get this year? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I ended up, you know, I like to brag on Clark a little bit, old Clark Dukas boy. Ever since we started racing, I was told that Joe told me, when you start beating them guys, you might be able to brag a little bit. Well, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I think Clark, Clark won the title last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's one of the major reasons. If you got to try try to strive to beat those guys, I don't know how many races I won this year, but you won enough. I won. I, I was out well, by like forty or fifty points at the end of the deal, which 
the first year I didn't even know I won the track championship. By the end of the year, I was like, figured out it was nine points. I won by nine points over Dukas this year. And I didn't have a goal to do it. I had a goal to do it. Yeah. But it just kind of happened. This year, I said, I'm, I want to track champ. I'm going to go. And I did it. Yeah. The confidence there is, is boosted. That's greatly. awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations, man. Yeah, we've had, we've had Clark on the show before. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Clark. I love all them guys. But, yeah, Clark's a – he knows. I tell oh, him yeah. all the time, Clark. Clark, you're one of the big reasons, man, I, I am who I am today. Well, he's another second-generation racer. You know, his dad raced for a long time. And, and uh, you know, I know he's one of the guys that if, if you need a part and he's got it. And, oh, man, Clark's you know. a great guy. You know, I grew up with Donnie Freeze and, uh, you know, some of those guys. Donnie lost his brother this year and grew up with the lady right over there. And uh, I actually loaned her dad my Super Street Camaro to run around one week when he broke. So Nice. Yeah, there you go. Another uh, explanation of the racing family. They'll yeah. loan you cars. Yeah. Uh, Jack, car guys do that too. Make sure to thank some of those great sponsors and, and the people that are helping you get this cha championship done. Well, I know I ain't going to screw it up this time. I want to thank God first. He's first in everything I do. It's, I try to keep him right centered in my life. But next, I got to say my better half, uh, Lori Campbell. She's a big part of this deal all the way around my life and drag race and just everything I do. I couldn't do it without her. And then, you know, like I said, Joe Keneally uh, for actually, you know, helping me out there and letting me build my car in his shop. And then. All the people that I ran with in the years when I was a kid that, that I idolized, that I wanted to be like, you know, Charlie and those guys, Charlie Jacobs, Rich Menarik. Um, there's a few other guys that I could list, but, you know, just trying to be like that, you know, I guess, I don't know, I, I'm trying to make people proud of me, I guess, you know. J.J. Underwood finally kind of kind of came to, came to a yeah. little bit, you know, yeah. living Good, life. Good. Redemption. Yep. Good. Another year, you. next year, we're going to go for it. So. All right. Well, let's make it back-to-back. -back. I'm going to get it for hell. <laughs> That'd be the, so you'd not only be the first two-time champion, you'd be the first back-to-back. -back. And three-time. That'd be badass. Well, let's go get her done. We'll talk to you this time next year, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. All righty, buddy. If you're lucky, you'll be here, right? <laughs> and good. Jack Underwood, your modify, uh, mod uh, track champion at Ottawa Dragway. It's been a pleasure, man. Congratulations, and uh, thanks. thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good yep. meeting you, buddy. Yep. That's going to do it for us today. Big thanks to everybody that came down to Quaker Steak and Lube and uh, chatted with us about their track championships. Uh, make sure you like and follow the front stretch. That way we can uh, keep you guys up to date on everything that's going on in the racing world. Uh, have a great uh, Christmas next week. We're going to take the, the week off and uh, enjoy the holidays with our families. And we'll be back on uh, New Year's Day post New Year's Day. January 2nd, we're going to be back as we're going to talk to the Williams brothers uh, about their uh, their operation and, and what they've got going on. We talked to Kirk a couple of weeks back uh, at Quaker Steak and Loop. Thanks to Joe Carding, Thanks to Rick Haven, Ridge Wolf Partners, and Taylor Computers and Repair. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Carding. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around the professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak & Lube.
Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the Pubcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Taylor Computers in Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's going to run faster, cooler, and the battery's going to last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back.